welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amber Lee with Sarah and Kim and our special guest, Mike. We are continuing our discussion of The Shining. This is part two. So if you've not listened to that first part, go ahead and pause, go give a listen and come on back. And we're going to continue our discussion. We are live from, well, not, well, not live live, but we are recording, recording at the Stanley, Stanley Hotel. Hotel. <laughs> All right. So we have finished up the last episode we were discussing um the abhorrent aberrant aberrant behavior that was happening in the book and in the hotel um which i think is kind of like a semi-good segue to talk about like the fact that this book would not publish today oddly enough i don't think um because we have comments about autism in it we have certain language okay, that's well, being well, used let's, let's... i don't think stephen king would write the yes. same book today if he yes. were writing this um, and I think he is Stephen King, so I think 100% this book would be published today. But he would be writing it from different perspectives. A more yes. modern perspective. Yeah, yes. yeah. He, things wouldn't be said the same way. Right, but I would I would say depending on what, because uh, I know he's written a lot of books. I'm not, you know, very versed in, in, in what he's written. But this is one of his first ones. So yes, third and, one. Right, and, and one of his more popular ones. So if this didn't happen... Would he have become as right? But I we would have to do some research on it. I don't know that the shining was the shining, no. I say with air quotes, before the movie came out. No, it was because it was hardcover bestseller. Oh, really? It was so, his first hardcover and it was a bestseller. I then how, how did people not freak out when that that shit show of a, a movie came out? I, I think it was just when the did the movie come out? And it came I out remember it when oh. we were kids coming out. Um, no, 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 it came out in the, in the yes, in the 80s. we were kids in the 80s, <laughs> you were teens in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, that would be kids, teenagers are still just a kids. second. I, I, so I, The Shining came out in 1980. Oh, so three right, years. So, so when we graduated, yeah, 86. so we were just teenagers. Yeah. And I will say, knowing, wait, I'm sorry, is this the same Mike Flanagan? Or no, he did Doctor Sleep, that's right, he did Doctor Sleep. Sorry, I got distracted. Um, the Shining from the 1980s is very, very, very 70s cinema. Like, right. you, like Easy Rider, all that kind of stuff. So while it's so far from the original story, it is such a late 70s movie, like iconic late 70s movie, that I think people were okay with it because it was just the style, the weird scenes, the drop in plot so it's not explained, the type of actors that are being cast in it, the dirtiness of it, that is very much... So it came out in the that 1980s. Day. Does it say what month it came out in 1980? Uh, May 23rd, 1980. So not even far into the decade of the 80s. Right. No, I was thinking if it was closer to the Halloween, so that no, kind of no. genre. So yeah, it was, no, it was because, a summer movie. Right. So, because to me, um, I, I take your point because I, I, I would say there's probably a lot of people who saw the movie who've never read the book. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure more people. The audiences were probably kind of. Yeah. 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 So, different. I'm, so I'm sure. So I'm sure there were people who read the book and then saw the movie. And then, yeah. And there's people so, who never never read the book, saw the movie. And was, hey, this is great. Yeah. My perspective on the movie is, is is skewed because we were we were from Oregon and they filmed the exterior scenes 
at uh, in Oregon in Oregon at the, um, the, the Timberland Lodge. Yeah, Timberline Tim- Lodge, yeah. Timberline Lodge, yeah. Um, and that was a big deal. It was a very big well, and deal. All the exterior shots are um, Oregon. In fact, fun fact, uh, they have footage from the Shining movie that they never used. And at the end of Blade Runner, when that they do that end sequence where they're driving through mm-hmm. the mountains, that is actually a shot from the original Shining movie, oh, not actually for Blade Runner. They fun. didn't like the, they got a bad reaction from audiences on the running for Blade Runner. And they're like, okay, what stock footage that we have that is ambiguous enough that we could insert it into it so that is long scene shots from just the driving, driving up in, to in Oregon yeah. yeah yeah um so there's a fun fact for but yeah so, but where I was going with this I don't have an honest perspective of the shiny coming out it was a big deal in Oregon yeah, yeah. um and that's what I remember about it. It's like, oh, it, and people to this day will go to Timberline Lodge and say, where's room 217? Yeah. And Timberline has to say, that's the wrong hotel. Yeah. Um, they didn't film the interior at Timberline no. at all. Was they, the interior just on the set? Yes. Yeah. They yeah. did not film it here. Yeah, they didn't. The yeah. TV show that, that they showed here at, it was filmed yeah. here. Um, and what, Dumb and Dumber was, was filmed here? Yeah. Yep. And a Jim Carrey film was filmed here. That was, that Dumb, was Dumb and Dumber. Dumber. Oh, is it Dumb and Dumber? Yeah, yeah. but yeah i haven't seen it either okay and in terms of because i've studied film um because i studied screenwriting and the shining is one of the movies that is considered iconic cinema um and it's because it's kubrick um and his movies were a weird thing it's also because oddly enough jack nicholson was a prominent actor oh he was Yes, and so his acting in this, in that scene in the bathroom, is considered one of the, like, most iconic things. Well, and... and, If you've never seen the movie, you know what that scene's from. Yeah, Yeah. and what's funny is it's not done in the book whatsoever, but here's Johnny. Yeah. That's from Johnny Carson. Yeah. Yeah. Which most people, your guy, yours, guys age, don't even know who Johnny Carson is. It's it's a talk show, right? Is that yeah, the late night talk show. show. Yeah, he was. Who is it now? Is so, um, okay. So it's Jimmy Fallon now. Yeah. It was Jay Leno. Yeah. It was Johnny Carson. Yeah. 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 And so he would come out at the show. Show. Yeah, show. when yeah. he was introduced to come onto the stage. It was here's Johnny, and yeah. so yeah. Uh, and I believe Jack Nicholson completely ad libbed that scene yeah. because he thought it was funny with his face. I would imagine so, since that's not the line that's in the book. Right, yeah. but. We don't know that it wasn't written in the script. I think I it was. I don't ad-libbed. think it was. Yeah. I think it was ad libbed. Um, I can't remember. It's been a while since I was in my film class, and my professor did talk about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the movie is considered cinema as I remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, it's like it's, okay. Yeah. I, I don't like it. It's a weird combination of the weird seventy films, and I believe it was a blockbuster. Why oh, not? I'm sure. But I would say I I dislike it even more just because the the child never spoke in the movie uh, hardly at all that I remember. I remember him saying Red Rum. Red Rum. Yeah. Yeah. So weird. And I don't think you get his perspective at all. No. It's just Jack's perspective of going crazy. So good in having Danny's perspective. Well, it's 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 the it's Danny's premise. story. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It is Danny's story. Okay. So to clarify, the movie grossed about forty-four million dollars on a nineteen million dollar budget. Um, it was considered a moderate commercial success during its theatrical run, but was on the whole seen as a disappointment by audience and critics alike. <laughs> okay. okay. That makes sense. I just 
but, but what it became cult. But classic? I think I think the reason it's, why it's it was Kubrick. considered it's Kubrick, and I don't even know. You would have so. to look up what Kubrick has done. I know writer. He he is he is it's supposed to be iconic, and I think a lot of the disappointment came out that it was a Kubrick film and it wasn't. I was telling you what else he's done in just yeah, a moment. Yeah, what else? You know, but it wasn't. I'm it, nearly positive he did Easy Rider though, which is painful. I don't know. Well, and, well and one of the I mean one of the other things you know having this movie having come out in 1980 is is that if, if you didn't see it in the theaters you didn't see it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There wasn't there wasn't the the instantly to stream and or you know VHS or or disc or. It would have been, DVDs would, would have been starting, or DA, VHS would have been starting just, yeah, just, just like, right around the same yeah, time. Yeah, but you had to wait VHS, for them to release it. And you had to go to when were later discs? Oh, uh, not until late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. we did VHS when yeah. we were. Yeah. VHS started when My we were. My parents had in, laser discs before they had VHS. That's. Well, they did okay. it backwards. Your parents had money. No, they didn't. They, they had. Because you either purchased VHS, or so okay. VHS. Again, knowing this from my film, and people are like, "We're here for books." Um, <laughs> the first major movie that was actually released on VHS was *The Little Mermaid*. Um, that's when the start of VHSs became popular. That was the first actual theoretic, theatrical movie that they aimed to release on VHS and actually got VHS rolling. VHS is then continued all the way into the late '90s. Um, towards the late '90s is when DVDs became started to become a thing. Uh, VHS has stopped about 2000, then from about 2000 to about 2003, 2004, DVDs were prominent with Blu-rays starting to make their uptick. And Laserdisc was 1978. Right. Laserdisc didn't take off. Yeah. Yeah. My parents had like two Laserdiscs. They had Running with Wolves and some other movie in Laserdisc format. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think we had a Laserdisc player by the time I was like... Alive. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I just know where I grew up. If you had laser disc, you had money. Oh. Yeah, you were the money no. family. No. <laughs> my mom was a dog groomer and my dad was a <laughs> electrician. We did I'm just, not have I'm just saying, I didn't even I didn't even get VHS. I got beta. Oh my god. Oh, beta. <laughs> I am still trying to find his movies because nothing came up easily on Wikipedia Square. Really? Okay. So so um, what were we even talking about before we got onto this tangent? No, who knows? We were discussing the no, I don't want the ones starring him. I want the ones he directed. Clockwork Orange. Oh, Clockwork Orange is yeah. Oh, that was, was the only movie my mom um, like walked out of a theater on. Uh Space Odyssey. Oh, okay. I never okay, saw that one. Let me get into it. his IMDb. Oh, he did Eyes Wide Shut Wide Shut. With, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe he didn't do Easy Rider. I thought he had. I no, Easy Rider's I, I think way before his time. Um. So eyes wide shut was weird. Well, yeah. All of his stuff. He did full, full metal, metal jacket. jacket. Mm, never saw that. Oh, but yeah. that's probably what he is most famous for. Well, is full did, metal jacket. Yeah. And he did 2010 Space Odyssey. So 2001 Space Odyssey. Doctor Strange Love. Um, A Clockwork Orange. Spartacus Lolita. Those all happened before The Shining. In fact, it looks like after The Shining, he only directed two more films. Um, the two films that he directed after The Shining were Full Metal Jacket and Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, otherwise, after 1980, he he was prominent throughout 1951 all the way up to 1970 or 1980. 
And again, he was one of the ones testing visual content of movies, particularly A Clockwork Orange, where he was using a lot of visual cues to tell you things without actually explaining it within the plot or the context of the plot. He was forcing the viewer to think about what they were seeing, um, which is, again, where you have all of those weird scenes, scenes yeah. where they have no context. You're just supposed to infer the context. He's not going to tell you the context. But anyway, off film, onto books. Onto books. This is a ba book podcast. Yeah, back to yeah, the book. <laughs> so, but I wish the book had been about Danny, I, or the movie had been about Danny. And back to the book. But no, that's what I'm, yeah. what I'm saying. The book is very good because it's about Danny. Yes. Had that book that book been about um, Jack, yeah. it, I would have. It would have been a god awful book. Yeah. There would not have been a redeeming character in there at all. Uh, okay, but we're, we haven't talked about Halloran. Right, but Halloran was attached to Danny. I know, but I mean, like, I, I think Halloran is. Oh, I love Halloran. He's, he's fantastic. I thought, <laughs> at one point I was reading it, and obviously this was my first time reading it, and I looked at, at Sarah and I was like, did he just arrive to the hotel just to die? He did. He went thinking he was going to die. But, but no, no, no. I got to the scene where he gets hit, and I'm like, yeah, where did he, gets he his just head die? <laughs> and she's like, I'm not going to tell you. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. We've spent so much time on this book, and he dies right now. And I think I said he dies in the movie. I know, she did. She was like, he yeah. dies in the movie. And I'm like, I am going to be so mad. I'm like, because in the movie, they don't spend a massive amount of time nope. on him that like I could explain. It's because in the 1970s, you can't have a major black character being a major hero. No. Yes. Um, but yeah, I was like, is he just going to just gonna die? I'm like, really? And then when he ended up surviving, I was like, oh, thank God. Like that actually would have completely and utterly changed my view on the book. I was fine if Danny or Wendy didn't potentially survive. I figured Danny survived. Um, but if Holland hadn't survived in the book after all that time setting him up, and of course, you're he's your only per person of color in the entire mm -hmm. thing. And if you were just gonna kill him, I was like, I don't know that I would have ever touched another Stephen King book. I don't know that I would have yeah. like that would been that would have been the no-go for me. Yeah. I'm like, really, you're in the 70s and you, you killed a black man in your book? I mean, no, you're not progressive in my well, mind then. But in the 70s, be... yes. No, that would have been... But that's the fact that he didn't... Is progressive and that's why right. I liked it. Yes, yes. Um, if he had fallen into the stereotype of, yeah. of sacrificing that character it is psychological cure. kind of the trope of the magical black man, though. It Yes, yes. I, I will say... But I am are, glad that he doesn't get killed. There are things that... Dialogue that was written, attitudes of the character that were very but that, stereotyping. That was, that was throughout the entire book and totally written at the time. And yeah. you cannot it, judge any book. No, 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 I, know. I despise particularly TikTokers who come at books with the whole "I'm going to judge it." And it's like, yeah, dude, you cannot look at this in our modern times. You have to look at it. You have to look at the author and you have to look at what it was I written. think this book is very interesting to look at it from like a 70s perspective. Yeah. Just with, you know, the housewife. Yes. Um, the, uh, Jack hit the husband's role. Yeah. And then, yeah, like And the they fact that Danny it. was, I mean, he was, he wasn't as, because they talk a lot about Gen X. We're yeah. Gen, Mike and I are Gen X. Mike was feral Gen X. I was not feral Gen X. My mom was still home. Mm -hmm. His mom was not home. His dad was gone. He was a latchkey kid. He came yeah. home when the lights went out. He was the feral Gen Xer. Yep. Um, 
and Danny was kind of a little bit of that in that it was, it was close s- to when the lights went off. Yeah, yeah or well, cable. yeah, yeah. There, you were only arrested for being out after lights once. Um, yes, <laughs> but um, but Danny was kind of thrown into that. Into right. that. Right. <laughs> Same um, family though. <laughs> for context, where my dad lived, there was a curfew. He broke the curfew twice. Um, I got caught breaking curfew twice. Just be clear about that. He got caught breaking the curfew (laughs) twice. Um, But but Danny Danny was more of my upbringing in that time frame. In that, my mom was there. My dad was there. They were still together. My mom and dad didn't. My dad was not abusive. My mother was. He was an alcoholic. Um, But I was. I was out. I would have been had I. I did. I lived out in the country, so I didn't have a a curb to sit on because we didn't have curbs. We had ditches. Um, the people did sit in the ditches. It was a little weird. Um, she just said the people did sit in the ditches. It was a little weird. In case you couldn't pick that up, because you said that very quietly. Yes. Well, I was thinking about the girl who she wasn't allowed to wear certain clothes, and so she would leave her house and she would climb into our ditch and change her clothes, then get on the school bus, go to school, come back, get back in the ditch, change back into the clothes she was allowed to wear, and go home. That was yeah. That was my life. But anyway, I, I lived a closer life to Danny, and, and I can't remember what it started now. Um, Gen X, we, we, that was us. Yeah, Gen X, and, and being out on the curb, and, and your parents just saying, go. I mean, you guys kind of did that for us, but we were in a closed community, which made it... We only did that in Japan. Japan. Only yeah. That's why I was saying, in a closed yeah. community there, so yeah. that was safer to do. In a non-closed community, you did not have us doing that. Yeah, the minute um, we moved to London, that however, was However, funnily enough, Grandma... Grandma did that. What? Uh, when we lived with them for a year. It was go out and play. Well, yeah, but you were in... Well... I mean, that's how I grew up. Go out and play? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah out in yeah. the front yard or in the backyard, which wasn't even fenced off. It like was down a hill, and then there was this utility building for the university that was further down the way, and then there was a creek past that that we'd go to, um, and then we moved into the hills and walked all over the hills, and they just said, you know, look out for rattlesnakes. And <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. When I, because I didn't always live in town, when I lived out in the country, I was allowed to drive by the car by myself when I was 14. <laughs> because to go to the school was three miles away. To go to a friend's house was four miles away. I was just lucky my friends lived just down the street, but it was our house. We had two and a half acres and just a couple of houses that were across the street. Those were. I had no acreage. friends because I moved from place to place. Oh no. my God. Let's. <laughs> I moved from place to place. Where all did you live? Yeah, no, we're fine. <laughs> I was being silly. And you had siblings. I did have siblings. Have you? You've met my siblings. I have. Oh, they were not that vile then. They were actually. Not they were not that vile then. <laughs> they were actually decent human beings. You guys were decent to each other until you made friends at where we moved to the next place. And then. Yes. You- it was only sad when one of them didn't make a friend as quickly as the other two did. And then that poor sad one. Me. <laughs> it wasn't always just you. Um, it, it was most yes. often you. But yeah. Most so, often so, me. So bring us back. Yeah. Like, I feel like we're way, way off track. Oh, no. We always are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I usually have my headphones on and yep. listen to the TV, so I have to listen to this. <laughs> so I will say, so the, actually, interesting enough, like, you know, you talked about how the scene where he's hitting her as she's going up the stairs and you're having the ooh-ah moments. and um, That's a weird way to put it. <laughs> the ooh-ah moments. It was more like, oh, 
Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't get Having a visceral reaction. Yeah. Imagining so, bones cracking. So the scene that did it for me was when, this was the scene that creeped me out the most. Danny goes out in the snow, and he ends up in the tunnel. Mm. And... Oh, and, yeah, you and your... <laughs> and, and he's in there, and they can hear the leaves crunching. Or he can hear the leaves crunching, and... The snow is coming back in and he's about to be trapped. <laughs> oh, that was a little rough for me. And only because I know I was older as a child, but that sense of being trapped somewhere and the like instant terror, all logic frees your brain. There is, there is no, no logic. And I was actually impressed that at six, he had logic to just keep going towards the light. Uh, granted, in my situation, I didn't have a light to go towards. Um, if you are questioning what you just had to rehook the light, you had a light. I couldn't reach it. <laughs> you had a light. For anyone who has context, you can go back and listen to our Luminous Dead episode where I give all the details on my scary cave experience. But caving in wells is fun. Oh, um, I that is the scene that I had the visceral reaction, and then he gets out, and those freaking topiary animals are moving, which just makes me think of Doctor Who. And the weeping angels. <laughs> and I just want to be like, don't blink, don't blink, don't blink, don't blink, don't blink. I know. It's like, why didn't they just like, well, I guess he was on snowshoes. So it'd be yeah. hard to like turn around to face them and like just walk Back backwards. Yeah. And he said he couldn't, you, because uh, Jack established, you couldn't see them all simultaneously. Yeah. Because when it happened to Jack, he was like looking and either time he would look to one, another would move. Yeah. Because he talked about his eyes hurting because he was he trying, trying to see, see, them, see all. them all at once. Um. But yeah, the whole being trapped in the idea that he just left something in that tunnel. Which then leads me to be like, you know, you get to the end of the book and the hotel's been all taken care of. I'm like, but the fucking thing in the tunnel wasn't in the hotel. No, but it was mentioned that a girl um, had an epileptic seizure in there. So the implication is she died. Yeah. Um, I thought that was not something a writer's typically going to do. You're going to give that hint earlier on. He didn't give away all the deaths. Yeah. He gave away the ghost, then gave you the death. That's yeah. that's not typically done, yeah. and I, I like that. I should I should say it's actually typically done. It's Stephen King. He's yeah. been writing this. He's the the the, the invent not the inventor, but close to the inventor of all of this type of writing. Well, and I what I loved is, is well, one I love the fact that we read this, and the last book we did was The Hunger. Um, and I hadn't, we hadn't intentionally done a Donner Party yeah. leading to this, but then it talks about the Donner Party. I was like, well, oh, that's really well done. the fucking and, Donner then, Party. I just wanted to say get over it. But then, and then I loved it because earlier oh. in our Halloween season, we did Shirley Jackson. Yeah. And, and then he yeah. mentioned Shirley Jackson. We didn't do that story. Yeah. But I was like, man, I, I did well this season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we led up to this. We had things. <laughs> But no, I couldn't figure out. It did. I felt the daughter party was a little weird. It didn't yeah. play out. It's not the right mountain range. She's just worried about getting stuck in the mountains. So I can I see how her know. brain would go to the daughter party. Well, and again, you go back to the you know no internet. What what would she have known when it comes to mountains and cold? Oh, I know. Yeah, the daughter just, party was very. There's getting stuck in the mountains, and there's getting stuck in the mountains in a five star hotel with a fully stocked to last you through through the winter. Mm, no. <laughs> And if you choose I don't to know. leave, it's still it, scary to have it, a finite food supply and not be able to move for like six months, even if yeah. it's a lot. It's, it's like cabin fever. Yeah, but the hotel's big enough. I mean, obviously, you have not experienced that. I don't, well, I kind of have. I've I mean, been logically, in Vegas on a ship for six months, couldn't go anywhere. But lots of um, people. 
that didn't make it better. <laughs> um, I mean, there would be days before I, that I wouldn't even see the daylight. I wouldn't even go out. I'm like, what day is it? What time is it? Kind of thing. Um, didn't bother me to wait, you know, like you're talking about. But, but she was very insecure. Yeah. No, I know. The only thing that would have made it worse was what she was trying to do was leave the hotel. Yeah. Not knowing which way to go, not 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 having any ability to take care of herself. I will say Wendy came off as not very educated. She went to college. Yeah. I know, but it's so weird. She didn't seem educated. Because, like, Jack at least, like, well, again, tried she was just to reason out options. things. Okay, it may be a... Uh, a 70s thing again. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, God, Allie. Um, I, I got that she was educated because she wouldn't be typing right, but, right, do, doing, but, doing that, that work. Right. But women going to college in the 70s weren't getting the same education men were getting. Yeah. yeah. True. So, and and, and, and I, she might have gone to college to, to become... To, a, a typist. Typist is right. Or, or she went to college to get a husband because they yeah. also did that. Yeah. 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 So. But yeah, there were times where she felt a little. Yeah. So she. Yeah. I don't know that her her going to college was the same as as him going to college. Yeah. Um. That's why I was saying she yeah. seems like yeah. she's a little bit lesser educated, and so she wouldn't think, oh no, going out into the snow would be. I thought she had a degree in sociology. Yes, she did. Yeah, but back then that was kind of considered a fluff degree. That women he had a degree in English, didn't he? Yeah. Yes, but a man, a man getting a degree in English versus a woman getting a degree in sociology at the time. Yes, I have an English degree. <laughs> we are violent. As you two are cackling at me, I also have a master's. Yes, you do. So, <laughs> what are you getting your master's, Sarah? Never. Okay. <laughs> I started and went. So <laughs> too much work. I made it a week into my master's. <laughs> yeah, I succeeded. So yes, well my English degree worked but, well. Yeah. Yes, there is a difference between a sociology degree and a and an English degree, at particularly the at the time and the gender. Because I remember, because I went into college in the eighties, and I'm like, well, I'm going to take a sociology class. That'll be easy. By then, sociology had become. More about um, interpersonal. Uh, uh, inter- um, what am I trying to say? Don't know. Don't know. It was well, sociology focuses massively on societal studies, right. and it was becoming more. That it didn't. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. In the eighties is actually when it started taking off and truly looking at societal studies. You know, what are the impacts on children? What are the impacts on women? What are the impacts on men? You minority were actually, groups. Minority groups, all that kind of stuff. So they were actually diversifying it. Before then, it was kind of semi-treated as a pseudoscience. Um, it is still technically a pseudoscience, but there weren't any scientific measures Don't necessarily. Don't call it a pseudoscience. It's not nice. No, it's... Call it a soft science. Soft science. Which even that's offensive. Yeah. It is, yeah. I was... What were we taught? Because we were talking about this just recently. Well, it's a... Psychology. It's a Psychology. social science. Yeah. No, it's not science, a science. Yeah. It's a yeah. social science. Yeah. And that's why I was... Sorry, that's what I was trying. Couldn't remember. Yeah. But they used to consider it a... Yeah. pseudoscience yeah. It, it had they didn't think it had any scientific measurement and merit but then towards the 80s and 90s they actually realized they could obtain scientific data to make conclusive yep. assessments so and I'm sure everyone's going I was here for a Halloween horror discussion <laughs> not film 
Halloween horror, there has not been any more rattlings of the. No, the there have not. I have stared at that door for three days. It has not moved an inch. I'm shocked. I know. Okay, but this is our second stay. Do you want to tell the the story of our first stay? Yeah. Okay, so we were in a different room. Do you remember what the room was? It's for something over there, isn't it? So it's, it's, um. Anyway, it was one of the, it's one of the rooms with a dormer. So it has a dormer window. And, um, I think we had a queen size bed. Yes. And it had a armoire in it. And you'll remember the details better, but the doors on the armoire, one of the doors on the armoire kept opening. Okay, so here... She's going to take it over because she's going to tell it better. So we're in this room, and, like, we were able to debunk because, like, they're like, oh, you'll see you guys standing in the corner, and we realized it was a weird painting thing that just cast funny shadows. Then in the morning, we get up. I get up. The armoire is closed. I go into the bathroom. My Kim then wakes up after me, and she looks up, and the armoire is open. I come out and I go, oh, you opened the armoire. Why'd you do that? Because, like, it was only half open. And she goes, no, you did that one before you went in, didn't you? I go, no. So sometime between when I got out of the bed and when she woke up, the armoire had opened. And so we're like, okay, whatever. You know, maybe I walked by it and that caused a shift. Totally fine. So then we put it back into the same position that it was. And we were just here hanging out. It was my for my 30th birthday. So we were sitting in two chairs, like, probably about, what, five feet from it? Yeah. Um, and we did not move for, like, two hours. Because we were reading. Because we were reading. And so we were sitting just there. sitting there staring at each other. <laughs> yeah. No, Waiting we, for that door We were move. sitting there reading. And we look up. And as we're looking up, it is slowly shifting. So I think it actually closed itself that time as opposed to opened Open it. it. Yeah. Um. And we just watched it start to close. So we're like, okay, we're, we're reasonable people. So we pull out our phones to get a leveler. And we, you know, we tried testing the doors, trying to get it to move, you know, kind of We leveled out. the floor. We leveled the top of the armoire. We leveled the drawers. We leveled the doors in the armoire. We tested we, the amount of pressure it would take to actually push, push it. it. Yeah, we, we, oh, that thing, we, we touched every inch of it. There was nothing in it that was causing that. We couldn't find an easy explanation Everything was for it. Yeah. Do we think it's a ghost? No. Eh. Um, they, you know, it is said that something to keep in mind is the Stanley Hotel is built on um, floating foundation, which basically means it doesn't have a concrete foundation underneath it. It's designed so that when the mountain moves, the hotel moves with the mountain, as opposed to being a rigid force on top of it, which would cause damage to the hotel. Um as such, as the years have passed, because it's now been a hundred and some odd years, um, the entire place is slightly crooked. Doors don't fit into frames as well as they used to. Some of the floors are tilted. Yeah, we got a gap at the yeah, bottom. Yeah, we got a gap. Of the bar. Yeah, and so floors are tilted. Things have shifted. Floorboards are creaky. Um, so there is an inherent lean to the building, but. That was our experience the first time we were here, and it was it was fun. It was fun, yeah. We had a good time with it, and then we we downloaded the um, spirit box. Yeah, that just got annoying. After a yeah, while. I was like, shut that thing off because it's making noise that I'm just done listening to. Um, we did a tour. It's funny because we did the spirit tour that they have here. We did the first one when when it was just Amberly and I, and, and that one was really good. That guy, yeah, he did a really good job. What was fun? We got to the end of that one, and he showed us. Because we tipped him really well. And so he, 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 
took us up into the building, just the two of us. Because we were staying, he knew we were staying on the fourth yeah, floor. Yeah, so we were, we were allowed to go up to the, to the upper floors. And so he showed us a few things up here. And um, I actually, the, those doors are open. I showed your dad oh, nice. this, this week um, to where there's a space to get into the attic space. That's all. Alongside yeah, each of these rooms. Into these rooms. And that's where he's had experiences that are. Um, our previous tour guide. Yeah, our yeah. previous tour guide. Unfortunately, this week's tour guide is. Is newer and so has limited not experiences. Not um, I will say the other thing we experienced that we think it was because someone jostled a table, but we were in Lucy's room, um, which Lucy's room is in the concert hall. And the last time that Kim and I were here, we were standing in there. And as we were standing there, the door closed on someone as they were trying to come in. Because um, we all watched the door swing Close, shut in their yeah. face. Um, they've now changed the setup. The table isn't in there anymore. I don't remember the and, table. Oh, yeah, because I remember because I was leaning against it. And it was right next to the door. Oh, okay. Um, and I didn't feel it really move, which is how we were able to debunk someone. We were like, okay, so someone didn't jostle the door because yeah. I was leaning against it and felt no jostling. Um, unfortunately, that table's no longer there and no doors closed last night, although... Or the night before, sorry. Although we did have a funny experience where they shoved one of the poor girls into the closet in there by herself. She heard a sound. We're oh, pretty she, sure it was a staff member, but she flew out of that room so fast. That closet she, so yeah. fast. Unfortunately, Mike and I saw somebody go down a different set of stairs than we went down. Before us. Before us. And so if there was noise in that closet, I would bet dollars to donuts. Yeah. It was her. Um, oh, the person who went yeah, downstairs. Yeah, that she heard. That's that's yeah. what I'm saying. Not the girl that was shoved in the closet. And the tour overall wasn't horrible. Um, from my perspective, I wanted more history and less. This is what I just saw last an hour ago. Oh, this those is, videos were ridiculous. Yeah, and the pictures and, were ridiculous. Because more, 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 most of them. What? Because the the our tour guide had pictures on his phone. You know, and um, Sarah and I both. After the first one, we're like, what were we supposed to be seeing? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it, it definitely, if you come here, it is an atmosphere. Okay, so that being said. Oh, did you get anything in your picture? Let me see if I can find it again. Mind you, when I found it the last time, <laughs> I had been drinking regularly or, or quite, quite. So... What I did was, so it's a picture in a mirror. Mm -hmm. I'm standing there. Mike's standing there. And there is something to the side. And you could look at the shadowing in this. And you could see a hat in the shadowing. So it could could look like it. I'll show you in just, yeah. Oh, that's me. Is it? Why does it look like you have a hat on? I don't know. But but, but that's what, my point is. It's me because I was leaning in. That would be the hat. Wait, what are we looking at? So this is me. Uh-huh. This is Mike. And then this could be. And my point isn't that I captured something. Yeah. My point is this is what people do when they get yeah, these pictures. Yeah, creepy, yeah. You can't see the human being. We can't see that it's you. Yeah, because it was me shifting into the shot. I was, right. I yeah. was shifting yeah. in to try and but be you could, silly. But you could look at it and go, oh, oh, look, there's a hat. Somebody's there. There was nobody there with a hat on, you know. So that's that's my point. And that would be Sarah's jacket, and Sarah was off to the side. That's Sarah's jacket. I thought Sarah was on the other side. I know. I could have sworn. I was standing near you when you were taking pictures. That's why I'm saying I'm pretty sure you were to the same side. At one point, I walked behind her when you were still taking pictures, so I was on both sides. But what's funny? I should just be Sarah instead of me. 
I was but the ghost all along. While I was still taking pictures, I only took four pictures. So Is there was two without Yeah, when flash you started taking flash, I had walked away. Yeah, yeah. I was standing near you when you were not using flash. Yeah. Go the other way, yeah. But my again, my point is no. See, that's look what in happens. here. That's Sarah. See, look, that's Sarah's face next to you. Sarah's jacket, and then when you go to the next picture, it's blurry Sarah. Yeah. As I start to move away. Yeah. <laughs> right, but that's kind of the point. That's yeah. the point. Is you're gonna you, you're whatever these people are finding in these pictures, and and without and we're hardwired to find patterns and exactly, faces. Our brains do it, and without any context, you easily could send this in and be like, "Oh, look, there's yeah, a ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's two of yeah, them. Yeah, there's yeah. A, oh, it's scary, Mary. Yeah, yeah, scary, scary. You made you so mad. <laughs> okay, but back to the book. But are we discussing? No, I thought book? we were dropping into kind of talking about. The oh, book okay, book. okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. We haven't yeah. talked about the book in a while. So that was that was our experience here. But I will say this place is so beautiful. It is. And, and very atmospheric. And that's what I would say. If if you have a desire to come here, yes, come and have fun and, and walk around with all the people and try to have spooky experiences if that's what you're into. It's cool, it's fun. It's very much a turn of the century hotel. Um you you get a great, just relaxed feeling here. You don't you're not here to to visit a city you're just here to be in nature you're here in the summer you can go hiking up in the national park we drove up into the national park and got, got wonderful snow when we woke up this morning because this window that we have here doesn't cover yeah all it was was a white fake yeah and mike gets up opens the door and he goes kim you gotta wake up and everything is covered. Snow, snow's all gone now. It yeah, melted, yeah. Melted and, throughout and it the day. was also currently snowing. Yeah, yeah. it was. Cur- yeah, it was yeah. snowing. It, it's it's beautiful here. It is absolutely beautiful. And you can see where the inspiration for the book came in. Yeah, yeah. You you can look at the stairwell and you can like I can see where that yeah. came through. You can look at the old bar back and did they still have the old fire extinguishers when we were here? I could swear they did. They do not have them now. I could have sworn they had one at least on display. Yeah. I haven't been able to find it. Have you gone down to 217? Yes. yes. Okay, so you used, I think, because I think I took a picture. I'd have to look at it, but I think yeah. they used to be here. Um, I think they were on display on 217, and then there was the, like, the really big mirror that was also down there um, that That's gave, like, there. a weird, like, visual effect to it because it's an older mirror. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, yeah, that was something else that I weird that I got in the picture. But once you zoom in, you can see that it's it's the, the 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 paint in the back of the because they put the painting on the back and that's yeah. starting to fade away. So it's yeah causing a, a weird image on the on the yeah. But I mean, like as far as the rooms, it's it, it's nice because you have pictures and and you have history, history within each of the rooms. Yeah. Um, you know, there's enough outlets for electronics if you you know choose to do that. Um, but I can tell they you they have that, actual TVs in the rooms now, which they did not. Uh, no, no, no. A TV in it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they have a TV, TV in it. Yeah. Um, um, I haven't turned my TV on no. since we got here. No. Nope. Yeah, we've been. I think we turned ours on for a little bit. The of first noise. day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, we haven't. And the 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 bar downstairs. The the drinks are great. The staff are fantastic. Yes. We've had a great time sitting at the bar chatting with the the, the lady that was tending the bar. And, um, the food's good. Estes Park is beautiful. Yeah. So I, yeah, come visit. It's very cool. Yeah, the but the first place with the chicken and beer. Oh. That 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 one. <laughs> We're not gonna do 
this on the restaurant. No, I'm, no, I'm just saying. That you <laughs> I just, think we might have gotten a bad you cook just, that just, day. Yeah. I just don't know how far they could have varied from the recipe. Because. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, it wasn't it, it was, it was, it was, it was, It was edible. Ish. It wasn't, so, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the best food I've had. Yeah. But you get to come here, you get to see elk, you get to see, we saw mule deer, we saw gorgeous lakes. A squirrel. I saw a squirrel. <laughs> um, you may have seen turkeys or pheasants. They were, I think they were, I don't know, they had a red head. I don't know if any pheasants that have oh, a red yeah. head. It, so it had I didn't see them at all, so I had no idea. So they, it, magpies, we saw magpies. We saw, we saw magpies. Yeah. Um. So it's definitely like a place we recommend coming and if you want to do a vacation away from your home, but the intent is just to be... And not to stay in a cookie cutter hotel that, you, you know, one of your typical... If you want history you and you want what I... It's not quite West Coast, but West Coast history. Um, this is a good place. There, there is history here. Yeah. And Easy access to National Park. That We ate at a restaurant there that was phenomenal. Oh, that was really good. Mm, yeah. yeah that, so, you know, Do we know which... One that, that was? was that was at the Fall Visiting Center. Yeah, the okay. Fall Visiting yeah. Center. They have a great was, restaurant there. It's um, called the Trailback Restaurant, I believe is what I it's think, called. Yeah, I think so. And, and please, huge gift shop. Yeah. It was awesome yeah. to explore. And please visit because apparently they're having a real hard time with not having a lot of visitors right now. Yeah. Food is so expensive because of the... It might be hard to visit yeah. at yeah. this exact moment in time. No, get here now. <laughs> with um, the snow, now. but... Yeah. yeah. But, Beautiful you spot. Know, if, if you're considering coming, it's worth the trip. It's yeah. Even if, you know, your goal is to have, a, I've been here twice and a, a door moved and maybe a, a handle rattled um, in what we've done. I now. have a direct line of sight on that ha- door handle. I... <laughs> you were you were laying down when it did its rattle, so you were not looking okay. at it. Okay. <laughs> and, and if you're a fan of The Shining, it's worth coming here yes, just, yes. just to experience it. Yes. And, but, we're dumb and dumber. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But they will, um, they are here, they, they're not a fan of the movie. Fan of the book, very supportive of the book, very supportive of, of Stephen King and his stories, um, and the, the Stephen King team, Stephen King produced TV show that was filmed here, but they're not fans of the movie. Yeah, yeah. So, but... You know, tons of tours, yeah, you have tons options, of tours. so you don't have to do ghost tour, they do also do historic, they also do ghosts focusing on the shining. Um, the seance. Yeah, they, they did a seance. They, yeah, so they did a seance. The seance was. I I thought the seance was fun. They do shows, so um, yeah. bands will come here. Smaller size bands will come here. Um, because they have the music hall, so they do yeah, shows yeah, over there. Do there, yeah. and then they have um, different. Yeah, I was wondering where they would do the shows. I was like, yeah. what? There's no yeah. room in here. Well, yeah. even though we went into the concert hall. Yeah, <laughs> um, the concert hall, and then they have. There's another um, right next to the bar. There's another. Oh, that's right. The ballroom area. Yeah, there's a ballroom area there. And then now there's the wine tasting. There's the whiskey. And then then the whiskey downstairs. And then there's that open space at part of the tour that we did. Yeah. Um, But the seance, the little shows that they do, they're a little bit expensive, but they're fun. And, you know, you're going to get like a mentalist type of illusionist, illusionist, a magician, whatever. Um, um, and they usually center their stories around the history of yes. the hotel. So you're going to get a little bit more of that eerie history yeah. involved in it. It's fun. Um, and ours, the one that we did last night, very much focused on the hotel. It was... it was And the previous one we went to last was, night. Yeah. Here. Artifacts from past years. Yeah. And pictures and... and um, but yeah, it, I mean, clearly we could, we could debunk everything that was, was happening. But it was fun at the time. Yeah. Um, 
still don't know how they for sure got what I wrote I, down. I didn't touch it. You didn't. You you swear you didn't touch that. I didn't. <laughs> that planchette moved. And gave information you weren't there. So I wasn't there because I wasn't feeling well. So. Yeah. All right. So any other f- comments? Any quotes? Um. There. Uh. No. I mean, I'd have to pull up. Who's no, finally charged? Um. I highlighted a lot of stuff, but what I highlighted was was the things that you know Stephen King said he experienced while he was here. Mm-hmm. And then it's like. There it is. That's where he wrote it into the book. Like when the um, being in the dining room or the diamond shape in the the diamond shape in the elevator. elevator. Oh my god, that elevator! The elevator is just on the other side of our room, and it's noisy. But it's an old fashioned. Which is weird because I haven't really heard it. It hasn't been moving much. It was when we first started recording. Though, where did everyone go to eat? To eat? Yeah. Yeah. Um. I will say being in the elevator by yourself is very creepy. I don't. I I've done the elevator by, by myself. It's, I it's, keep waiting for a face when when yeah. when, when the when the, or, or the it's fall. Oh, when I was in the elevator by myself, I put my face right by the window <laughs> for somebody to be there. And there, I did go past the floor where people were just starting to walk. But I was I think I was going up actually. So I like <laughs> they didn't they didn't look to oh, see. That would have like, been fun. Uh, it's like scaring the poor kid that was knocking on our door. Like, oh, Sarah did that too. To, the first night. We weren't even in a haunted room, and these people were walking by, and they were being... They were they were just walking by. It's just yeah. they sat, it was a man and a woman, and I thought it was you guys, so I was opening the door <laughs> preemptively to be like, oh, hey. And it, it wasn't was us. Not- <laughs> so I, I swung she, the door and open. And she swung that door open like she was going to get you guys. And well, I didn't she- anticipate opening so easily. But yeah, and they had just walked by, so their backs were to the door, and it was a girl and a guy, and the girl spun around, and she just had this like look of terror on her face. <laughs> and Sarah just didn't say anything, just slowly shut the door. <laughs> what am I going to do? I did the same thing to the kid. He knocked on the door. I opened it, I looked at him, and I shut the door. He's just like, Wah! <laughs> I don't know if he thinks that some old lady is haunting this room and just scared the shit out of me. He thinks you're the woman from the bathtub. Uh, yep, yep, I'm the woman with the hanging boobs from the hat bathtub. <laughs> that's Looking one thing. Your lover. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing I would say. I, I could have. There were two kind of explicit descriptions in The Shining that I was just like... This of the testicles? Of the, oh, the testicles. Oh, the weird description and, and of and testicles and boobs. Yeah. 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 Like when his testicles oh, turned into ice the, shavings. Yeah. Well, his and testicles were just very active throughout yes, this book. I was like, I, I was going to ask you when you get scared, do your testicles like do, do the skin tighten, tighten, tighten and feel like ice shavings? And <laughs> I'm not sure what ice shavings feel like. Cold. <laughs> um. I. I yes. <laughs> Yes. Stephen King level description of the situation. I'm I mean, no. if so Stephen I, King has testicles, I imagine yeah. he's writing from experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. See, the, the the scene I didn't like was Wendy was not capable of maintaining a conversation, conversation about, about her son's. Oh yeah, when he was like fondling her breasts, and she's he's totally just fondling her breasts, and she's like, okay, just now we're gonna her. Yeah, he wasn't even into it. No, and she's just like, okay, it's time now, and I'm just like. In, okay, and really? wasn't Danny in the room? Yes. Yeah, yes. but he's okay. sleeping, it's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. but I'm just like, no. 
Right, but he's totally connected to their emotions. Yeah, exactly. It, it That's like, true. He's, he's probably him. already aware of everything. I'm saying he already indicated that he was aware. Of, he didn't understand the mechanics of it, but he knew that there was love making times. Yeah. Yes. yes. He knew what his parents were I making know, love. But I yeah. didn't yeah, need but that. Yeah, to have him in the room. No. Uh, yeah. No, the, the weird fixation on the breasts and testicles yeah. they could have done without yeah. for yeah. descriptions and moments. Yeah. Um, oh, they, that they, was the scene when Halloran is almost crashing and he gripped the accelerator firmly like it was a woman's boob. The accelerator on what? Oh, in the, the car. snowmobile or the, the snowmobile. bike? No, 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 no. Or, no, no, or the, the bike, the car, car, yeah. In the car. Oh. I don't remember that. It, it's, oh, I highlighted I know. It. I didn't remember that line either when she said it. I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's, let me, let me, I, I, I highlighted that one. I believe you. I just, is that I, what you think? I don't remember. I gotta grip this hard like, just like I do a woman's breast. But it wasn't even just a woman's breast. You said it was like a well-loved breast or something or like a. No, like firm grip. I apparently didn't highlight that one. I thought I had, but yeah, he, Liar. he, it was on like a, gripping it firmly like a woman's like, like one would does a woman's breast. And I was like. You do know those are attached, right? I, it's one of and my... I, I was just like, Howard, like, I don't, I don't want someone gripping my boobs in fear because he was gripping it in fear because he was almost crashing. Yeah. I'm like, well, and how it's weird. Just, I just, I don't remember that line. I feel like I would have. Gripping an accelerator in a yeah, car. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't know you, if it was supposed to be the, like, the wheel. I don't know. Your foot. Yeah. And then maybe it wasn't the accelerator. Maybe it was like the. the was it the yeah. shift? The gear shift? I don't know. I don't know. Like, he just. I know. I remember it. It was weird. Big, yeah. Like it was a woman's firm boob. Okay. And I was like, okay. I don't think I equate car driving and car crashes to snowstorm. Your brain is going to go automatically to. And I feel like Stephen King doesn't use that much those kind of like Sexual comparisons that often so for him yeah. to use it at that point it's yeah. just Except weird i will say he did i noticed regularly with Hallrin get use sexual descriptions and interactions he hypersexualized Hallrin. yes um, yeah that does i had sound about noticed right. that night it didn't i didn't like it because wasn't he kind of making comments about the woman next to him or something like that on the plane and and but it wasn't just that you know he was talking about how he could easily get hookups and stuff like Hollywood regularly had sexual connotations to his thoughts yeah but it still was weird to have a description of like a car crash and his thoughts like gripping open this is a woman's boob (laughs) (laughs) so um, but yeah, yeah, that was the one thing I but did again, like about how he stylized yeah. Hallward was the it's overt sexualization. The, the 70s when yeah. you write it, it's, yeah. Okay, well, on that note, we now have to just finish up with our ratings. Try your best. I know we, I don't remember if we gave you a heads up on this. No. You should also probably explain your scale, too. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, oh, oh. You're going to explain the scale again. Do I need to pause to explain the no, scale? No, no. Just explain it again. Okay. We have three key topics that we discussed. Okay. Rate. And an overall rate. We discussed the two. But, and then we have an overall rate. Okay. It's five stars. And the general premise is three stars is neutral. Because it's so like a you lighter didn't have scale. any feelings about it. Okay. You typically would aim for three. Okay. And heading towards one is negative feelings. Heading towards five is positive feelings. Okay. And I believe our first one is excitement. Yeah, how exciting. How exciting. So, Kim, how exciting did you find this book? I'll say four. Okay. But the exciting parts, I was reading it two and a half times the speed. <laughs> so they were like very fast and very intense. So I don't have an honest re- That's why I'm yeah. going with like a four. Yeah, a four. It, it could have been very exciting had I been able to slow down. Yeah, and take your time. Yeah, it. yeah. Sarah. I would also give it a four um, because 
Okay, rando. Um, oh, we've been listening to this one. <laughs> I guess it is like the out courtyard. It is, it's the courtyard area. Yeah, because yeah. uh, there were moments where it was kind of, there were slow moments. You have to go through like the history of each character um, to give them more development, which is fine, but also sometimes starts to feel tedious. Uh, but then there are the exciting moments, like whenever they're dealing with like the supernatural shit or uh, when Jack goes batshit and just starts killing people, or like when he's attacking Wendy at that point, it's very exciting. So I would say it just kind of averages to a four overall. Yeah. Okay. Mike. Um, not sure how excited it made me. Um, so something it, that you can keep in mind is the fact that you got halfway through this and instantly asked me for more Stephen King. Right. Let, let me talk. Okay. Oof. Trying to be helpful. No, you weren't. <laughs> so let 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 me finish a thought. Um, so where I where I say that I I don't I don't think of of the book as exciting. Um, it did keep my attention. Like I said, I did read it. I I didn't fall asleep. Um, especially as much as I do on some of the other books that I've read, it should have kept my attention. Um, and, and I think probably the reason why I, I don't say that, it, that it's that exciting for me is because I do come from true crime. So this this wasn't that. Um, but again, it did it, it did keep my attention. Um, I, I'm going to give it a four as well because um, I don't think it was neutral to me, but it wasn't wasn't a five. Okay. We do allow half ratings. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can throw decimals in there. Yeah. So okay. If you're inclined. Three seven five. No, no, no. I'll go with a four. Okay. Because again, I, I I did like it. It yeah. kept my attention. Uh, exciting. I'm not sure. So I'm gonna break the four streak. <sighs> I I'm gonna say a three point five. I will I will say, I was led to expect this to be like, like creepy like. Everyone talks about it like it's the creepiest thing ever. You're basing it on friends. No, 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 not basing it on friends. No, I had a patron. She was um, like, oh my God, it's so scary. I had multiple patrons when I was reading it on. Um, at the library. At the library on Monday who were like, oh my God, it's the scariest thing I've read. Stephen Keen is so creepy. Have they read anything else? <laughs> at the library. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with an assumption of yes. Um, and they may be listening because they asked for our podcast information. Um, <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> This is ex- normal for Sarah. It's not you. It's her. <laughs> have they read more horror than I guess would be? So, and, and I will say uh, this was, I don't know. I think my expectations were really, really high. Right. And I found that when people talk about horror, I don't have the same reaction. I don't find horror scary. Well, is I Stephen King? Generally regarded yes, as horror. This is considered a psychological gothic horror. But like his other books, are they also considered? A lot of them are. Yes. Because like I, I wouldn't consider most of the ones that I've read as being scary. Cujo, it. Those are all considered types of horror. Okay, but yeah, yes. or thriller. But, t- but say what you say about the library having to rearrange it because Stephen King hit so, so many yes, genres. Yeah, huh? Okay, well I mean Kim just said that. But yes, <laughs> our library recently opted out of keeping things in genre. And one of the prime examples that is given is because Stephen King is in so many genres. When people come up and say, I'm looking for a Stephen King book, you would just end up directing them to like five different locations. I think the only thing he hasn't hit in terms of fiction is romance. Um, oh, this was there was there was some romantic times in this. Remember, you know, he, 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 he brought her entire nipple up to a hard point. <laughs> 
Anyways. <laughs> um, Sorry. But in terms of excitement, I give it... I'm, I'm being generous in saying a 3.5 only because the one concrete circle ring did, like, make me anxious. Um, otherwise, I didn't find it super exciting. Um, I enjoyed reading it. I enjoy being able to say that I have read it. It does not have me racing to go read more Stephen King, unfortunately. Um, so this has not turned me into a Stephen King super fan. But yeah, the excitement wasn't wasn't there for me. So so in, in explanation, the weird sounds you're hearing are Amber, Amber tapping. tapping. Oh god, the closet door's opening. <laughs> <laughs> it's Lord Dumb Raven. Our next reading is ease of reading. So, Sarah, you're easy reading. I think it's five. A five? Okay. Any explanation? Just straight up five. No, no need to explain. Uh, it's easy to read. Okay. Even with the long history newspaper sections that you absolutely detest? I wouldn't say I detested them. I did kind of not bother to... Read them this time? Tuck them into the memory bank. No, I... I it, my eyes went over it, read the words, and then just discarded a lot of that information. Um, but I didn't get mired in it, like... Or feel that it was a chore to read. Okay. okay. What about you? How would you rate the ease of reading? Um well I'm I'm gonna tell you that I was uh, I was a little worried being brought in on this and having to read a six hundred and some odd page book <laughs> in a short period of time because I don't put time constraints on myself when I read books. Um but with that said once I actually started reading it, and I and I tried reading it on the, on the Kindle, and I tried reading the hard 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 cover, not hard cover, but physical book. Um, I, I found I enjoyed reading the physical book more, um, and I I I it was it was easy to read. I, I I'd say probably four point five. Okay. Okay. For me, Kim, um, I would say a five. Um, from my perspective, he he breaks a lot of rules in writing. Rules, I mm-hmm. say in, in air quotes. Um, he changes per- perspective in within paragraphs. So within getting, sentences. In, within sentences, you're you're getting different perspectives, and those are one of the rules. But I think he is somebody that if you're a writer, you should read because he does give a different style of writing um, than you typically encounter. He he is kind of like Gaiman, one of one of the master writers out there that you should spend some time studying if you're a writer. And if you want to play around with writing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I give it a four. Um, the middle is a little slow. And so it, it does, and there are times where Jack, I just wanted to be like, oh my God, will you, one of you just realize what Jack is doing and can we move on from... His, or or Jack, could you just, just shut the fuck up? up? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the beginning and the end do they did hold my attention. But there there was the middle where I was like, oh, I think an editor maybe could have trimmed a little bit of this fat, and it would have still been the same. Well, from what I understand, the editors do trim his books heavily. Yeah. And they end up at six hundred pages, but I don't know that's for a fact. I just yeah. that's just something I yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I give it a four. It's not the easiest thing I've ever read. Um, I don't know that if someone were to come to me and be like, I need a horror book recommendation, that I would start them off with Stephen King. Um, 
at least not The Shining. It's so funny. Everybody else on the planet would. I know, but like the, the jumping, the points of views and stuff, I, I would probably start them off with something else. They probably else give them Pet then, Cemetery instead of The Shining. Yeah, yeah. Give them something a bit more. Yeah, that's Mike's next read. Oh, the Pet Cemetery. <laughs> um, but I think it would not be my first recommendation for stepping into the horror genre. Um, maybe some of the books that he drew inspiration from, I'd say, start there and then progress into the into the Shining. Um, but it's not a five star just because I I would not be like yeah read the Shining you're good you're gonna have an easy time you're gonna understand it. <laughs> um, okay, so then emotional reaction, Mike. Um, I'm gonna go with a three. I don't didn't really have an emotional reaction to it. Okay. Um. Again, I was. So from the emotional reaction part of it, when I got done, I'm like, that was it. That I I felt I should have been. I don't know more emotional about it in one way or another, and I and I just wasn't. So fair that that would be a solid neutral three then. Yeah. Let me swallow. Um, That's what she said. Sorry. So I'm gonna say four. I did really like Danny's story. I I want more of Danny's story. I will probably read Doctor Strange. Um, Doctor Strange. No, Doctor Sleep. Sleep. Sorry. Amongst all those other books, I want to read that we have no time for. I know. I won't have time to read it, but I want I want to read it. and I had emotional reactions to Wendy and Jack, both of them. I just wanted them to grow the fuck up and quit focusing on themselves so goddamn much. Um, they're at least eight, you know. I know. Don't even get me started. Oh, they are. Yeah, they're 30. I'm <laughs> older than them. Oh, my God. Oh my God. I just think, you know, <laughs> there's got to be a level of maturity if you have a kid, you know, that you just got to be. Well, no. <laughs> anyway, so okay. four. I had reactions to it. I had emotions. I liked the denouement. I, I liked the, the scene at the at the lake. Okay. Sarah. Uh, probably. This is overall, by the way. No, no. no. Oh, you're emotional. You haven't gone? I haven't no. gone. We it's just, Go. Okay. I'm um, getting emotional over this. <laughs> I would say... Hmm. Yeah, I didn't have a huge emotional reaction, but I did have a bit of one. Because I, I liked tolerance. That wasn't like an emotional reaction. That was just description of bone cracking and lots of pain. And so I was having a visceral oh, reaction yeah I would probably give it like a 3.8 because okay. um, I did want Holleran to live when I read it the first time and then when I read it the second time I was pretty sure he lived but I doubted myself for a moment there when he got like his head hit. I was like did he actually survive this um, and then yeah I wanted Danny to live and I wanted Wendy to live too um, but I knew Jack was doomed and Jack not great. So it's like I was kind of invested in them, but you know, I wasn't like shedding tears or like no feeling also strong. Can't be a five star. That's your rule that you break all the time. <laughs> but it is true that I did not cry or Okay. Yeah. I emotional reaction. I would give it a four star. Um I had a reaction to the, you know, snow, Danny and the snow scene. Um 
I had investment in characters. I wanted more of the history, and I was really frustrated that, like, I don't know. I mean, I know we got the backstory on all of the, like, ghosts and I stuff. I did not need more of the history. I did not either. Um, it's like, at the end of the day, well, it did not matter. So yeah. I actually mildly excited. Apparently, HBO Max was originally going to be making I a show called The Overlook. This. You let me share it instead nope. of talking over me? Um, it was going to originally make a show called The Overlook, which was uh-huh. going to look at the history of the hotel. Oh. Um, from those various characters' perspectives. It's now going to be Netflix instead of HBO Max. Oh, HBO Max optioned out of it. Um, so that might appease my desire for more context with those characters, okay. more details to them. Um, and it's been, like, blessed by Stephen King oh, okay. <laughs> to be done. Um, so, yeah, I had a four on it when it came to emotional reactions. There were emotions, um, even if it was... I, wanted more of other things at times so then overall yes you look like you had forgotten the word that you no, were reaching I was for to so that's which one of you i was going to pick on oh first. okay so sarah what was your overall reaction <laughs> or overall rating i have a five okay kim um probably a four okay you sure about that any decimal points to that maybe a 4.2 okay Well, if I do my my logical thing, it would be a four because I would average it out. <laughs> um, that struggle, we have that regularly. As I say, we've had this conversation recently. Right. So I mean, I don't I, I don't feel that I could go higher than a four because it didn't go higher than a four in any of the other three. But um, is there any factor we haven't discussed that might rate it higher? Right. So again, don't let me finish. We do this to each other. Okay. Um, I I think I think overall, again, this is not necessarily my my genre. Um, I am going to now look into others because I'm going to read Pet Cemetery next because it did it didn't treat me that way. Um, I did like his writing style, so I'm gonna get I'm gonna give him four point three. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. So then that leaves me, and I actually gave it a five star rating, and there was. Only one reason why, and that is Paul Rin survives at the end. <laughs> that really, up until that point, I was like, oh, this is kind of a three, maybe a four. Like, I, you know, it's not awful to a three. And then he survived at the end. And that epilogue, I went, okay, this was a five-star read. I was satisfied. I didn't necessarily need to read Dr. Sleep. I gave it five stars. Oh, you did? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It did reads. But, but you gave it four <laughs> points. It's like an hour since I did. I didn't even see you read it or else yeah, I would have called yeah, you out on it. I know, I but know. yeah, so I gave it a five-star read because, again, Hallroom was a winning factor for me. I had issues with Hallroom, but given the fact that this was written in the 70s and he was the hero in the book in saving them and was a black man, I was highly impressed with that. And therefore, and he lived. And he lived. That's the big thing. He lived. Yeah. Um, and didn't sacrifice himself. In particularly horror films, like to kill me, black men, like The Shining, the movie. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that gave it a five star for me. I was pleasantly surprised by that. Very happy with that. Um. I also adored him and Danny's friendship. Yeah. Um. That really. I love that scene in the car. Yeah. When we were sitting there in the car. However, as a parent, that would never have happened. Yeah. In my life, that would never have happened. Um. Not it was the seventies. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, on that note. 
any final words, thoughts, comments? I did kind of like with Holloran when he was going to mm-hmm. Danny. Like he ran into multiple people who had the shining as yeah. well. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Just that a random observation. Kind of, that the universe was that there was good and evil. And yeah. Were working. Which comes also, up in his other books too. Yeah. It does actually make me wonder, because a lot of them were going towards the overlook area. I wonder if when Danny called out to Holloran, if it actually drew Pulled everybody in yeah. towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there wasn't enough there for me to like yeah. watch that before yeah. now and That's... really like think about it. I was like, I wonder if it's because Danny was shining so brightly that they were all getting drawn to him um, and trying to help him. And the way to help him was to help Dick get there. Yep. Um, so they all did their part because again, shout out to the universe, please bring him to me. So, all right. Anything else? Yeah, actually, I was going to say, going further on that, the one guy at, that get, that rented him the, um, mm-hmm. the snowmobile. snowmobile, he didn't have the Shining, but he knew his friend had the Shining. And so he yeah. was like, well, if he sent you, oh, yeah. I got to respect this. Go ahead and take my snowmobile off well, into and, the wild. And, and, and my, you're gonna my gloves. And, and my gloves, yeah. And he said, oh, the boy, yeah. you need to go help him. Yes, bring him yes, back. Bring yeah. him back to my yeah. house. Yeah. So again, it was that reinforcement of the yeah. sense that Danny had sent somebody yep. forth to, yep. to help. Anyway, we've got off of the book again. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Bookpile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also support us on bookshop.org. Our link is available via our social media. You can email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.